This is CliffCentral.com. It's Wednesday and it is the football show, a show about football, the return of the Champions League, Kanye's tweets, Kanye's album, doping, match fixing, disrespectful penalties, Cristiano's ego, Theo's rants and the Grammys. And I am joined in the studio by nobody currently. (laughs) I am obviously becoming a madman by myself, obviously with Duncan in the building. Hi, Duncan. Anyway, um, this is your boy, Conrad Question, holding it down for the football show team who are nowhere to be seen right now. But we shall continue nonetheless with the intros. Rumor has it, and this is only a rumor, but rumor has it that on a recent trip to Cape Town, which may or may not have coincided with the Sonar debate of 2016, she happened to announce that she was in Cape Town. We are further told that upon hearing of her esteemed yellowness, or her esteemed yellowness's presence in Cape Town, members of the much maligned EFF could not contain the frothiness of their loins and all decided to skip Parliament in order to catch a glimpse of this most rare and treasured genome of the yellow species. All we know is that she is the godmother of all things yellow. The prima donna of the color yellow. The public protector of the color yellow. The real preamble of the constitution of yellow bones. Ladies and gentlemen, Red Nandi, who is on her way, we are reliably informed. Yes, 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 yes. We are also told that despite having the driving etiquette of a Durban-born Johannesburg, Johannesburg taxi driver... He has never ever had a single traffic offense and that he also received a call from one of the Gupta brothers the other day telling him that he too will be the first foreigner deployed to a lucrative ministry in the not too distant future. All we know is that he is the in-house oracle of all things football. The man whose twang is rumored to have been one of the main reasons behind apartheid South Africa's pressure to release Nelson Mandela and eventually bring about democracy in South Africa. The incorruptible Nigerian, the exemplary immigrant, a model of 21st century black man virtue, the God Durek Jesus. (laughs) Rumor has it that uh, while watching cricket with some mates over the weekend, he was in the director's box adjacent to Musi Maimane's. And that while they were watching the cricket, his mates kept on referring to the talent, to the latent Socratic themes in the latest Star Wars franchise. 
Is it therefore any surprise that my man's speech was littered with Star Wars imagery and terminology, which he may or may not have appropriated from listening to Theo and his friends? All we know is that he is the godfather of black people privilege. The man whose coven of culturally woke friends fathered Musi Maimana's whole oratory style. The god, Theo Mojo. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> So this is the weird part. Now I have to do my own intro because all these other dick bags I don't even hear yet. But I'll 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 skip my own intro in the hope that I will be saved by other people who are gonna come and actually do my intro for me. But I'll do draws. We are told that he is the only hipster to ever, ever, ever meditate on the topmost far eastern corner of the Carlton Center in an attempt to engender an anti-Brownfontaine counterculture in the Joburg hipster movement. And that since this selfless act of messianic hipster proportions, he has been hailed as a martyr in international hipster circles. All we know is that he is the in-house cool kid, the man with the most immaculate fade of all time. And I mean of all time. Some know him as Fade Matthews. Some know him as Antonio Bandana. Mr. It Goes Down in the DMs. The God, Joao Matthews, ladies and gentlemen. Joao Matthews, who is also on the way. It becomes kind of difficult when you have like a, a football talk show and you, you are by yourself in the studio. Let's see what the people on the WeChat are talking about. We've got Yao Kodiwa Agiekum. Damn, man. Thanks so much. You just saved me here. Can we move for Ultra Light Beam to be included in all hymn books in all churches? Look, man. Yao, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Kanye stan, so I will obviously say to you, let's move for Ultra Light Beams in all hymn books, in all denominations. Roman Catholic, Seventh-day Adventist. Anyone who goes to church must be listening to Kanye's ultralight beams. Fire mixtape. Fire mixtape! Okay. All right. Okay. Let's... I think I'm getting like cabin fever because I'm alone in the studio here. Right. Let's move on to some news and some football results. So, I guess the big match this week was um, Arsenal and Leicester City, if I am correct. Uh, I don't know how many of you guys watched that game, but uh, here, here, here's the thing. I'm so happy I can say this because I'm by myself. <laughs> but here's the thing. So, you know, like how th- there's this fairy tale that has existed about Leicester City. And, uh, you know, oh, oh a fairy tale team, 600,000 pound players competing against 42.5 million pound signings like Mesut Ozil and, uh, you know, besting them and all that kind of stuff, which I think is admirable. But I mean, so, so we need stories like that in football, we need stories like that. In the modern world, you know, Cinderella's fairy tales kind of thing. But did anyone not see Leicester being exposed for the cheats that they were on, on, on Sunday? Tweet us at Football Show CC or you can call us on 0861555189 to voice your opinions, your moans, groans, or concerns about what Leicester were doing. I mean, fine, you're five points ahead of a team that's chasing you. And there's, what, 20 minutes to go. And they were doing anything and everything to waste time. I mean, come on. There's this thing that I always do. Like It's, it's, it's like a superstition when I'm watching uh, Arsenal. Whenever we're down and the team is like trying to frustrate us, I always say, under my breath, obviously, like uh, it's going to be their time that they're wasting. And I said it in the Leicester game. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We won that game 2-1. Another talking point is Jamie Vardy's penalty. Now, is it a penalty if a striker clatters into 
a defender. Nacho Monreal, with his unorthodox defending style, just stood there and Jamie Vardy essentially clattered into him. I want to know from you guys, was that a penalty? Would that constitute a penalty in any game on any Sunday, whether you guys are watching or whether you guys are playing? Uh, 0861-555-189 or tweet us at football show CC. You can also talk to us with the hashtag the football show emphasis on football with a ph we do have a facebook page which has loads of uncool stuff happening there that's the football show on facebook and we also have a periscope account which we never used for filming it might actually become a thing um that's football show on periscope as well we've got a wechat message from devil who says guys i was speaking to fire girl fire flame emoji fire flame emoji fire flame emoji fire flame emoji in class yesterday fire exclamation exclamation but i didn't have the swag to tell her her breath was pop it could not even be done never <laughs> well look there is a certain je ne sais quoi that you need to tell a good a good looking girl that she's got bad breath and uh i mean look i uh I've done it before and uh it's very liberating. <laughs> I can tell you that much. So uh yeah, yeah, don't worry. Don't worry, you you can do it. You have the balls. You just got to have balls of steel or brass to to do it, which which I probably have. And she's never spoken to me again. But I'm married and I'm happy. So, yeah. Anyway, moving along swiftly. Leicester City, uh, basically they lost, uh, 2-1 to Arsenal. Then move on to next game. Man City 1, Spurs 2. I, I think we have an issue with Spurs here. Are Spurs the real deal? Or do they have the squad to finish the job, especially with their Europa League commitments? I think that's one thing that we're also forgetting. Spurs still have to have those, uh, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday games going on. And Arsenal are only going to be in the Champions League until two weeks from now. I'm sure Barcelona are going to knock us out next week. So I think, between Spurs, Arsenal and City No time, I'm not counting Leicester City here Between Spurs, Arsenal and City We're probably going to find the champion Going to find the champion Of uh, the English Premier League Duncan is just talking to me through the window here Showing me nudes, dick pics I don't even know how I'm supposed to be concentrating here We've got a, a WhatsApp message from Asanda here Who says You should have invited me into the studio Well, you're not here Asanda, I'm so sorry Um Apologies. Right, let's move along. Oh yes, Leicester City, they lost. Did, 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 did I say that before? Do people know that Leicester City lost? Duncan, did you know that? Oh, okay, cool. All right, okay. Um, Man City 1, Tottenham Hotspur 2. So, here's the thing. Man City have by far the best squad in the English Premier League. Man for man, position for position, they are the bomb diggity. They've got everyone that you can think of. Nasri, Silva... De Bruyne, Sterling, Otamendi, Company, Sanya, wherever. Like, you can go on and on and just spew names that are, at best, at worst, Man City have got 16 internationals in their team and about five on the bench. True. But what I've discovered is that Man City also have the worst team in the Premier Well, of the top four teams that are chasing the league, Man City do not have a collective. If you notice how they've been playing since December... It just hasn't, something hasn't been going on. Yaya Torre is off the ball, probably because of news that Pep Guardiola is coming through to, um, what's that place called? To Man City. And Sergio Aguero, who I did identify as a very key component of them winning the title, if they can keep him fit, seemed like he was off the boil as well on, what day was that? Sunday. Yes. 
So what I want to know from you guys again, do you guys think that Man City have got the capability to get out of this funk that they're currently in and challenge factual essentially the last two guys who are left in this uh well not really I I, I really think it's over for Leicester City but time will tell. I think it's now between Tottenham and Arsenal and uh Wow, if Dura Jesus was here, he'd be having a good time with me talking all this crap. We've got another WeChat message here. Let me just read that for you guys. It is from Debojo. He says, please talk about how solid Monreal actually is. The dude is proper solid. You will have no qualms from me about that, man. That guy's. I think he's one of Arsenal's unsung heroes this, uh, this season. Since he has come back into the team uh, when they went away to Bayern Munich, I think in 2014, he has been a solid performer. Week in, week out, and he has displaced a not-so-average Kieran Gibbs. So I think, you know, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but he's done really, really well ever since he came on. Right, let's move along to the next result. Manchester United. <sighs> Man United 1, Sunderland 2. If only, if only Theo was here. I mean, the rant that would come out of that man's mouth right now. And you begin to wonder, what is it that is going wrong at Man, at Man United? On a, on a recruitment level, I saw there's like a 306 million pound recruitment drive planned for the summer in the Northern Hemisphere. But at what point do you stop blaming the players that you're buying and start blaming the manager? I mean, Angel Di Maria, we saw him last night, what he was doing uh, against Chelsea for PSG. The guy is playing out of his skin, out of his skeletal Argentinian thug, Boca Juniors. Skin and Louis van Gaal failed to get any kind of form out of that guy, bar the first three or four games for Man United. So my question is, when do you stop blaming the players for not for doing what they are told in training, and just shift the manager square, shift the blame squarely onto the onto the shoulders of the manager? You can also call me on zero eight six one five 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 one eight nine, the love hotline here on the football show. Anyway, I'm just losing my mind here. Cabin fever. Sorry, 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 sorry. Duncan, don't look at me with that sexy eye. Oh, fuck you. Oh, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. This is radio. Jeez, this guy. So, Man United fans, how do we feel out there? Um, I wonder what Theo feels like right now. Theo probably went and killed some cats and and shat in their mouths. I, I have this one vivid memory of Theo when we're in varsity. And... and, and and uh, Man United lost, I think it was in the Champions League 2008 or 2009 when they lost against Barcelona to that Leo Messi header. And Cristiano was uh, absent throughout that game. And Theo went and said to Cristiano, I want to shit on your face. I want to shit in your mouth. I'm going to eat your children. That is how deeply this man cares about Man United. So when you guys hear him having a rant or two about Man United, you must know that it comes from a place of deep-seated love. And... Last or whatever it is. Uh, anyway, we've got another WeChat message here, man. It's blow, blowing up. It's hotline bling today on WeChat. Yao Koduage Kum says, says Depay is a piece of shit. Van Gaal needs to go. <laughs> Number one. Um, what's his face? Is too fat. Memphis Depay is too fat and. Whether or not it was a consequence of him trying to bulk up for the league or trying to be a better player or whatever it is, because you know people get told all kinds of tall tales about coming to the Premiership. I just feel he is not as nimble and as supple 
a player as he was when he was at was it PSV? Yeah, PSV or Feyenoord, wherever he was last season. And to see, but also we have to take cognizance of the fact that this is his first season in the Premiership. Different season, he has to adapt. Might have made a few splashes in the first few weeks, but now he seems to be struggling. So let's give the guy a chance. I personally think that United have got a good player there, but the one guy who scares the shit out of me, man, Memphis, no, not Memphis, what's the other guy? Antonio Martial, my goodness. He is, he's a game changer, he is decisive, and at 19 or 20, because he's 20 now, turned 20 in December, I think, and he's turning 21 again in December this year. At 20 years old, with the kind of confidence and the, the decisiveness of his decision making, he's a scary prospect for Man United. And, uh, I think you guys have a really good player there. So, yeah, I just hope we don't get to meet him later on in life when he's actually like a serious football player. Right, let's move on to the next result. Chelsea 5, Newcastle 1. Yo. Willian, I think, has been Chelsea's best player this season. I think a lot of people will agree with me if I say that. He is phenomenal. I was even watching him last night when they were playing PSG. And I mean, that guy changes games. Willian is the only person in that Chelsea team who looks like whenever he gets the ball, the team wants to drive forward. As well as Fabregas, he seems to be back now, that little shit piece. Um, sorry, sorry, my Arsenal blood started boiling and I ended up listening to my inner voice. Anyway, 5-1, goals from, I don't remember, but yeah, they scored five goals and Newcastle had one. Now, you have to ask yourself, in as much as Mourinho might have messed up shit, is this again an, an exposition of player power. Is this what we see when, if players don't want to play for a manager? I mean, these guys were losing matches. I'm even seeing how Diego Costa runs now. He runs with like an extra five yards of pace. He looks like he can beat anyone right now, literally and metaphorically in the context of a football game. He looks like he can do anything to any player right now. He's scoring goals for fun. What is it about Mourinho that he did so much to these players that made them not want to play for him at all? That's number one. Number two, what is it that Goose Hiddink has gotten so right as opposed to what Mourinho was doing in the last three or four months of his tenure as Chelsea manager? You guys can chime in on that and let me know what you think. And we're going to move on again to Swansea 0, Southampton 1. Southampton, I think, have had like, what, six games in a row now where they're just winning games, where they were having issues of mid-table Mediocrity and obscurity, I think, in December. And after that win over Arsenal, the 4-0 win, they just seem to start flying from then on. And they're also going about their business quite, you know, silently, just like the Spuds uh, from North London. And I think maybe they might be in with a shout of actually going for those top four positions, depending on how far Leicester City slip. Because I am still betting my money on Leicester City getting out of those top three positions. And then we also have uh, Aston Villa 0, Liverpool 6. Sturridge returns with a goal. And Liverpool players seemingly coming back. Uh, by players coming back, I mean Sturridge himself. And of course, Divo Corrigi, who came back. Uh, I think he's been back for two games now. And Daniel Sturridge. And uh, Felipe Coutinho, who is always important for Liverpool in midfield, especially in the final third for those passes. Now, here's a question. Is it too late for them to push for a top four place? Um, <laughs> Duncan lost. No, it's not too late, Duncan. Is it too late for them to put to push for a top four position, or are we simply looking at a team that is still learning to find itself? 
I mean, I was having a discussion with some guys on Sunday talking about consistency and inconsistency in the league, especially as well with regard to Man United and actually all the teams in the league. For me, there, there is this enduring debate about whether is it a mediocre league because of the money? Well, because no one can beat anyone. Is it a mediocre league? Or is it a more competitive league simply because of the money that has been put into the game? Now, I mean, for me, it's a very slippery slope. Once you say it's a competitive league, why, if it's so competitive, why is it that uh, British teams or English teams, for that matter, are doing so dismally in Europe? If that certain level of competition that we talk of is there, it's present, surely it should translate to more success or more progress in uh, the upper reaches of the European tournaments, which we don't see so far being translated in terms of English games. So I'm more on the side of it being a very mediocre league because no big team can continue or sustain a run of 10 games without getting beaten or spanked or losing to a Leicester City, for example. Got another message here on the WeChat um, from Yaokodio Agiakum, who says... Jose Mourinho was feeding his players Nigerian jollof fries and they got pissed off. I don't think Direct Jesus will let you survive that one. Um, I will be sure to make sure that Direct Jesus knows you said that and uh, we'll let him know what happened there. Um, right. Moving along swiftly, we go to the next result. It's sorry, we're talking, we're sorry up guys. I was still talking about Aston Villa and Liverpool. Now, do you guys think Liverpool are serious title contenders next season? Do you think they'll make a title push for the top four this season? All right, here is the log as it stands today. Uh, the top four, Leicester City on top with 53 points. Spurs second with 51 points. Second by virtue of a superior goal difference to Arsenal, who are in third, also on 51 points. Man City, 47. And I think the next team would be United with 40. I'm not sure. I'll check later. And then we go to La Liga. Where um, Barcelona beat Celta Vigo 6-1. Messi and Suarez do a Cruyff and Niskin's penalty. Uh, Arsenal fans will remember in 2005 when Thierry Henry and um, Robert Perez made a right mess of uh, penalty against Man City, I think. And I was reading also an article on, uh, on the Mirror or something where that super cunt Danny Mills tried to... Oh my god, I'm sorry, excuse me. Danny Mills, you Philistine, you ungrateful bastard who does not know what Terry Henry and Robert Perez gave to British football. He said Robert Perez basically introduced diving into the English game simply because he was so incensed by the level of disrespect from Terry Henry and Robert Perez when... Um, they tried to do that penalty that uh, Cruyff and Niskins did in uh, who, who knows when. But it, was, it wasn't a friendly that uh, Cruyff and whatever did it. In. But uh, Messi and uh, Suarez happened to do it in a match when they were leading 4-1. So it's more important because Messi did it and he's cheating and he's got drugs and he doesn't pay taxes. But anyway, that's a different story for another day. Now, I just want to say something to you, Mr. Danny Mills. When you go a season unbeaten... When you become one of the greatest players that this earth has ever seen. When you are a physical specimen like Thierry Henry. Only then. Only then. Can you talk about that being a disrespectful penalty. Now, moving along swiftly. Barcelona 6. Sotsevigo 1. I think it's now their 29th game unbeaten in all competitions. They are going away to Getafe or Sporting Gijon today. 
And uh, pl- I think that's where Luis uh, Enrique grew up or whatever. And that's his hometown. And they are hoping to extend that run to 30 games, which will be a new record. I think it's already a new record for Barcelona at 29 games. So, guys, here's the thing about Barcelona. I could coach Barcelona and they'll win. That's how good these guys are. Whatever they've got in that water at La Masia, it works. Whatever doping, whatever steroids that they're giving those guys, horse placenta injections, HGH cappuccinos, or testosterone pills, those guys are just too, too, too good. Even the kids at La Masia. Look at uh, Gerard Delofeo at uh, Everton. Look at uh, that uh, kid who's so fast he broke his own legs at uh, is it Aston Villa? Chibi Aston Villa. Yeah, Adama Traore? Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, anyway, moving along swiftly. Uh, Getafe 0, Atletico Madrid 1. Real Madrid 4, Athletic Bilbao 2. CR7 back amongst the goals. Speaking of CR7, he happened to walk out of a press conference yesterday for some Champions League thing that he was being interviewed, interviewed for. And they asked him about some guy had the goal to ask Cristiano Ronaldo about how he doesn't score so many goals away from home. Who are you? Who is your father, you bastard? Idiots, your mother is a god, laptop eyes, stupid, condom lips, bastard. Anyway, so this guy asked Cristiano Ronaldo why his form away from home is so poor, and Cristiano, obviously being the guard body, walked out of the interview. Fair. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo has scored 11 goals, I think, in six or seven Champions League appearances this season. It should be six, because they've only played six games anyway. So, I mean... To even ask the God, the gesture of football is ridiculous. So, well, good on you, Cristiano. Now, La Liga, as it looks right now, we have Barca on top, 57, having played one game less than both Real and Atletico because of that uh, useless competition, the Club World Cup. And I think they're going to get that game back today when they play. Uh, I'm not sure if it's Sporting Gijon or whatever. <laughs> I was listening to people on TV today trying to say Sporting Gijon. And they were like, hee-haw, sporting hee-haw. Like, it's just, I think I'm just going to go and say sporting Gijon. Yeah, sporting Gijon. Um, and then, so we've got Barcelona on 57. They'll probably have 60 points by the end of the night today. Atletico on 54 and Real Madrid on 53. Essentially, we're looking at a seven-point gap between Real Madrid and Barcelona. I think it's insurmountable. I don't think they're going to get back. Now, let's go to the South African PSL. Oh yes, Super Disky. Only on E or wherever they show it. Um, Super Sports United 2, Tux 0, Celtic 0, Super United 1, Maritzburg United 0, Platinum Stars 1, Polokwane City 1, Golden Arrows 2, Ajax 2, Black Aces 2, Pirates 1, Sundowns 2. I think that's a game from a long time ago. Vitz 0, Chiefs 1. Now, the log after however many games looks like this. Sundowns sitting pretty on top of the pile. Nine points ahead of the le- the next guys at 45 points. Bidvest Vitz, 36. Kaiser Chiefs, 35. Black Aces, 35. Now, let's move on to some Champions League action. PSG 2. Uh, Chelsea 1. If you guys were watching that game yesterday, the imperious Angel Di Maria pulling the strings from midfield. And one person I really wanted to take a look at yesterday was Adrian Rabiot. There's been so much talk about this kid. Arsene Wenger has been trying to sign him for ages, brought his mom over to his house for wine, and still couldn't get him to sign the deal. Um, I don't know what it is about, but I saw him yesterday play, big composer on the ball, big guy, probably would do well in the English Premiership. And uh, yeah, 
Good game. 2-1. Edison Cavani came on and scored. Does he not look like Jesus without the mustache? Does he not look like Jesus without the mustache? Edison Cavani? I think he does. Benfica 1. Zenit St. Petersburg 0. Who is Renato Sanchez? He is a fire flame emoji. He is like a crazy wild wonder kid that everyone's been talking about. More like in the mold of a N'Golo Kante, like a small kind of defensive midfield kind of guy, but he does well. He does have a bit of a turn of pace, I guess, because he's 18. But he seems to to be something that European football is going to be looking at in the next two years, if not already. And tonight we have... Uh, what do we have today? Oh, yeah, Roma Real Madrid. We've already spoken about uh, CR7 walking out of the game today, out of the the press conference yesterday. So we have Roma and Real Madrid today. And we also have Wolfsburg and Ghent. We also have Wolfsburg and Ghent. Fun fact for you guys that you might not know. I don't, is, is it a fun fact? Do you, would, would I, I don't know. Anyway, so next week, because of the host, this whole flurry of Champions League matches, we're going to be shooting a pilot webcast, which we're going to put on YouTube. And you can finally see the supreme yellowness of Red Nandy on your tube. Are you guys happy about that? Are you are you I know Duncan's happy. He is losing his mind. He is oh oh stop it. Stop it. Um so yeah, we're shooting like a pilot of a a webcast uh type thing where we're going to be talking about football, you know, like uh real um football people who know what they're doing. So you guys want to tune into that. And then there's Wolfsburg and Ghent. Did I, did I talk about Wolfsburg and Ghent? Wolfsburg and Ghent? Yeah, yeah. Wolfsburg and Ghent are, uh, are the other guys on the... Um, what do you call that thing? On the Champions League? Anyway, we actually do... Speaking of Red Nandi, we actually do have her on the line. Hi, Nandi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Nah. <laughs> Listen, before we start, I just want to apologize to... I'm not saying... I don't know if I'm saying it right Twitter handle is at Maybankbrat. I think that's how you said. I'm really sorry. I promised him I'd be there today, and I'm not. Very upset. He's very upset with you. Gratefully yeah. so. He even pulled out. He pulled out a tweet from last week saying <laughs> he promised. He had to <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I I have a very good reason. I promise. I I'm I'm sure you did. Did you watch any of the games from the weekend? Um, what was I doing this weekend? Mm. What was I doing this weekend? No, no, no. Listen, I'm pretty sure I watched. Yes, I watched some football. I did. I did. Yes. I watched. I watched most of the PSL games. Okay. Uh, I watched Tottenham Southern United. <laughs> 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 oh, what a what a quality game! I know, right? Magical. Yeah. And then I watched United, of course. Um, you know, disappointing as usual. I think I'm going to stop watching United. I think. I was watching when you guys were losing and I was thinking, how many more rants does Theo have in him? Yeah, no, honestly. And every time I watch, every time I see Van Hal's face, I think about that epic line when you said, um, Louis Van Hal's father should have pulled out. And I really, <laughs> it, with, with every game, I agree with him more and more with every single game, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Did you guys, have you discussed the, um, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm taking over. But have you discussed the Soccer La Duma thing? What Soccer La Duma thing? Oh my word, you haven't been following. No. Well, it's been this big thing this, from last week and this week. Apparently, Soccer La Duma make up interviews 
Um, oh, wow. So they'll, they'll, quote, they'll quote a footballer. Let's say they'll quote Stuart Chabalang. Yeah. And like, there was no interview. He didn't say any of that shit. So now they've been exposed. Oh, and it's actually turning into quite a nasty thing. And all the all these soccer clubs are banning them now and all of that. But I mean, yeah. they've been doing so well. They have, you know, reputable reporters we, whose names we won't That's say. And, That's uh, the thing. So now it's making the, the good reporters look bad. Like, we've got the people like Joe Cran and Peter Detroit. I mean, they know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. So I guess nobody actually knows which of the reporters are making shit up. But, but like, footballers are coming out and speaking up about it and the clubs and everything. It's quite a mess. Oh, jeez, that is, uh, well, that's a first for the football show. You heard that from Red Nandy here on the telephone. And, you know, just like dropping information. Dropping like knowledge that. from the other side, man. Bars. Are you alone? No, I'm, 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 I'm alone. <laughs> have, you been, have you been using different voices and pretending like you were other people? I, I tried to do it, but it didn't work. It didn't and work. and did you did you do intros for everyone? I did. Int- I'm a very polite guy, Nandi. I did intros you for everybody. You. I appreciate it. And, yes, and I'll yes. try. I'll try to be there every week from now. On. Yeah, so we spoke about you guys. We spoke about Arsenal. We spoke about Sunderland. You see, we right. and the people who've been listening, and Tebocho, uh, who's also been listening. People who love this show. We love you guys, man. People, anyway. Thank you very much. We love you very much. And, so, we and there's more coming. Yeah. So with some news here, um, Liverpool have signed Schalke 04 player Joel Matip on a free transfer. He will join the Reds at the end of the season. I think he's a decent player. Do you know Joel Matip? I do know what you just said. Liverpool have signed Schalke 04 player Joel Matip on a free transfer. He will join. Is he good? Do you think he'll make a difference? I, I, I don't know. I think Liverpool are in a deep part of shit. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Adam Johnson was found guilty of grooming and child rape, as you guys might be Thank aware. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. His girlfriend. So but you know what? The, the weird part is his girlfriend is fire. Like, fire flame emoji, fire mixtape. He is a footballer. At worst, he's earning, and he was at Man City, so he was probably on like ridiculous wages. At worst, right now, he's probably he was probably making sixty thousand pounds a week. I don't need to. He screwed up his own career. Yeah, I don't need to go to a sixteen-year-old to get laid. I just need to show up and say, (laughs) "Just say hi, I'm Adam Johnson, and I pull my small wiener out, and I'm winning." Come on. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't have to be a sixteen-year-old. Exactly. No, but uh, he, his contract has been terminated already by, was it Stoke where he was playing? Sunderland or wherever. Mm-hmm. They've terminated his contract already. It's finished. And then actually in related news, <laughs> there's a Man City yeah. fan who has begged for help after realizing that now is not a really good time to have an Adam Johnson tattoo. Because remember, he was at, he was at oh, Man City. <laughs> oh, so Okay, so who does he need help from? He needs help from the people. He's been asking the world for assistance. Like, guys, please help me. I've got, like, a tattoo of Adam Johnson. I need it off now. What kind of help does he need? Like, he's looking for donations for laser therapy? Or what is he looking for? Most probably he's looking for donations for, for laser therapy. Um, actually, I've got, a, I've got a, a string of texts from Adam Johnson. So here's the first one uh, from the mirror. I think, yeah, courtesy of the so mirror. Adam Johnson, between Adam Johnson and? And the schoolgirl, the one that he was grooming. Oh. I'm afraid to hear it. Okay, let's go. Adam Johnson. Hey, are you in the last year of school? Question mark. Schoolgirl. Yeah, year 10. Will you still send me a signed shirt? AJ. Yeah, yeah, I will send you one or sign yours. Whatever you prefer. Schoolgirl. Both if you can. AJ. Yeah, I can do. Do you want me to sign yours at the game or you want to meet up? Whatever you prefer. 
schoolgirl, I don't mind. Good luck with the city match. This is last what? year, and then schoolgirl <laughs> says, schoolgirl says, I'm not old enough to go out. AJ responds, haha, but yeah, you look old enough. When are you 16? Schoolgirl oh. says, people say that all the time. No one believes me when I say I'm 15. Oh, wow. She adds that she would be 16 in November. This is obviously November of last year. Uh-huh. And then he says, she, I think he's now signed the top. And then she says, thank you. Then Adam Johnson goes like, you owe me. And then he's like, I thought I would have got a thank you kiss for the shirt. I will get this thank what? you. A what? A thank you kiss. Oh my word. <laughs> and then he's like, I thought I would have got a thank you kiss for the shirt. I will get this thank you. It had better be worth it. Schoolgirl, ha ha ha, it will be. <laughs> I love how you did that laugh. Wow. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> it will be. AJ says, confident, aren't you? Am I only getting a kiss? I mean, come on. But like, but you know, this guy, he can't even say, I didn't know she was 16. He, he can't just say. Can't say that. Yeah, he can't say he didn't know that she was 16. Filthy. He's filthy. Anyway, if you guys want to uh, read this, we're going to put it up on the tw- on the Twitter feed of the account of the mm-hmm. show at Football Show CCP. Sure to follow it and all that other stuff. We're going to put up Nandi's nudes there as well. If you guys are keen, yes, um, sure. I'm always happy to share. <laughs> always happy to, sh- to, sh- to to share your news. Okay, okay, okay. And then in other news, uh, Hoffen- Hoffenheim have appointed a 28 year old. Julian Nagelsmann as head coach. This guy is younger than me. 28. 28. That's not going to work. Maybe he's a, a prodigy like Pep Guardiola. 28 though? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, let's, let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. And then an Argentina League match ends in tragedy as a player shoots and kills a referee for sending him off. This is what oh, you guys, call... Football fans are <laughs> no, the player, <laughs> not fans. Oh, oh, where did he find the gun? On the bench, I don't know. <laughs> 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 so he didn't, so he didn't shoot him later. <laughs> he shot he him. Wasn't he got a red card. Went to his bag or whatever, his locker, and pulled out a gat and shot this guy. Oh my god! And the ref is dead now. I'm sorry, that's very sad, but it's also like ridiculous. But it's sad. I mean. Rest in peace to the ref. Yeah, RIP to the ref. Uh, Serge Aurier, <laughs> Serge Aurier yeah. fined 180,000 euros and banished to the reserves after basically calling, going onto Periscope and calling Zlatan Ibrahimovic and Laurent Blanc homosexuals. I will not use the actual word he said in French because obviously I know it. But that will start with an F. Yes. Oh, the, tra- the translation would be faggot in English. It would be? Faggots. He called them faggots. Yeah, I, why did you say I just said it? Why did you say it out loud? Oh, sorry. I, 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 I'm so sorry. He went to say it out loud. That's why I said that it starts with an F. Oh, oh. I thought you... Oh, sorry. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> Ap- apologies. Fine. It's, it's just that... It uh, it's just it that uh, the, 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 the reception was poor. And then... Yes, and then- Man United are obviously you, you, you should know this being a Man United stand. Man United are going to rename the South Stand after yes, Sir Bobby Charlton. Bobby Charlton. But isn't it odd I that you guys are only late. doing that now? It's late, right? Yeah, I mean, Sir Bobby is, didn't he survive the '58 Munich disaster? Yeah, he did. He's very, and very, 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 he's very, won very, the World very, Cup. You know, I should have been. Yeah, I should have been. Long, you guys should have named ago. like the whole stadium the, the the Sir Bobby Charlton Stadium, not Old Trafford. And isn't there 
Yeah, yeah, there's a Sir Alex Ferguson stand. Yeah, right? there's a Sir Alex Ferguson stand already. And, 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 and a David Moyers stand. Pardon? There's also a David Moyers stand. Have you seen that? Oh, man. Uh, uh, that'll be the and then uh, Aston Villa, Jolion Lescott has claimed that a poorly timed fancy sports card tweet was the work of devious trouser goblins. Now, they lost 6-0 to Liverpool on Saturday or Sunday, whenever that yeah. was. And then he posted a picture of a CLS 65 AMG. But I mean, it's his money. Do you think just because he's lost, he doesn't get paid though? Yeah, but I mean, you know, he should just be a bit sensitive. He could have put it on. Put it sensitive up for what? For who? No, but imagine like the, in, the fans are upset when you want to put up a picture of your fancy car. No, no, it's my so car. Basically, he's showing off all the money he gets, but he can't even they can't even give it and like, put in a good performance. Yeah, so they get a lot of money to buy that car, whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, all that money and you can't even put in a good performance. That sounds like a complaining. I, so <laughs> I don't blame them. Anyway, um, an Arsenal fan suffers a hernia after exuberant post Welbeck goal celebration. The guy got no. so excited. Yeah, but I mean that goal he was did. come on, it's last minute. It's it's the stuff that football fans live for. Did you jizz? Did I jizz? Mm. Nandi, come on. <laughs> obviously, I, I did. I'll take that as a Yeah, obviously, I did. I, I did. Yeah, I, I saw that goal. As much as I hate to admit it, it was it was nice. It's sure, it's one of ahead. those things you live for as, as as a football fan. So, uh, and then we already spoke about Danny Mills, and then uh, Michael Platinum, also known as Michel Platini, is confident mm-hmm. that he will be reinstated after having his appeal heard by the FIFA Appeals Committee on Tuesday. Blatter, Blatter was also uh, at this event, uh, mm-hmm. and his appeal was heard, I think, immediately after Platinum's. And uh, it would seem that they are both confident that they will walk away. With their bans being rescinded, I don't know what's going to happen. But I uh, don't see that happening. I don't know. It would, uh, it, it, there are a lot of questions. And then uh, Danny Mills. Danny did you Mills. Speak about, you probably have. So I, I keep interrupting you. Did you speak about the messy penalty? Oh, we're going to speak about that in the, just now, actually. What the, a pile yeah. of shit. Okay, no, but that's a great penalty. I mean. Apparently, they aren't they? Didn't I read somewhere that they're treating it as a missed penalty? No, but yeah, it it, it look a penalty. You're only allowed to touch the ball once because it's a direct free mm-hmm. kick. So the moment you touch it, you, it, it's in play. So I don't know how they're treated as as a missed penalty, but I don't yeah. know. It doesn't seem to compute for me. But it is essentially once he touches the ball and passes it to Suarez. Mm-hmm. The ball is in play and you can do whatever you want. I think Terry Henry and Robert Pires tried that in 2005 against Man City and they messed it up horribly. It's so stupid. I actually saw the YouTube clip of it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. then uh, Johan Cruyff and mm-hmm. someone Niskins did it in the 70s or, so, or something like that. But it was a friendly mm-hmm. match and they mm-hmm. pulled it off. So that's where it comes from. But there's um, just recently had some new footage of some, some guys who did it 25 years before Crave and his pal. So oh, wow. it's like it's like, you know, showboating in football. I mean Barcelona we're up four one. So you can uh, do that. Come on. I, okay, I just yeah, okay. I just really I, I thought that a penalty is you kick the ball towards the net. Like just that's you shooting towards the net. That's really what I thought a penalty was. Oh no. Yeah, well it is, but I'm the ball is in play. Once you touch it, see yeah. Baba. You know. 
Like no, that. but if imagine yeah. being that goalkeeper, I felt so bad for him. Definitely. There's nothing you can do unless you are, I don't know, me. He probably hates yeah. Messi so much. Who does? Who doesn't hate Messi? Messi doesn't pay taxes. Yeah. Messi does okay. drugs. Messi has got tattoos, and Messi yeah. is short and unattractive. Okay, nothing wrong with tattoos, though. No, nothing wrong with tattoos. Actually, speaking of tax sheets and uh, tax frauds at Barcelona, did you see the thing mm-hmm. about Neymar? Yes, a lot. They freeze his assets or something like yes, that. Yes, they froze his assets. Uh, thirty-five million pounds worth of assets, which translates into about fifty million dollars in Brazil, like a private jet. How does that guy have a private jet already? Cristiano only bought a private jet like a few months ago. Yeah, like huh? how much money does he have to already? Or maybe it's just like he makes bad financial decisions and Cristiano not as just smarter than that. Yeah, maybe Cristiano's just smarter. And remember, yeah. Cristiano pays taxes, bro. That's also true. You, you exactly. Know, that is why Cristiano taxes. could not afford to get a private jet because he was... Because he's been paying taxes. We just, we just spoke it. about Neymar's assets, Duncan. About? <laughs> Duncan is like, did you hear that Neymar's assets were frozen? I'm like, we just okay. spoke about it. A bit now. delayed. Duncan. A bit delayed. A bit delayed. Maybe he's been looking at news again. I'm getting Obviously looking at news. And you yeah. know how we're always talking about doping in football. Doping, <laughs> doping, doping. Yes. There are allegations of widespread drug taking in Algeria. Now, mm-hmm. there's been a suspension of uh, Algerian international Youssef Belali and three mm-hmm. other top division players. And Algeria, funny enough, was the only North African country to qualify for the 2015, 20, 2016, 2014 World Cup. Well, there we go. Well, that explains that. But the latest controversy raises doubts over the country's footballing future. A media investigation okay. has suggested that corruption was common in Algerian football clubs due to a lack of consistent regulation. I just want to point out here that Riyad Mahrez is from Niger- Algeria. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, important to note. It's important, it's important to, note. to note. I mean, you can't be worth 500000 and then start beasting the Premier League the next season. No! No! He's doping! They're investigating them now. Obviously. Oh, shit, man. Yao Kum says, Get Nandi to pronounce my name. He wants you to say his name. Say my name. Get Nandi to what? To say my name. Okay, say it again. Yao Kodua Agiyakum. Yao Kodua Agiyakum. Well, I hope you heard that. Uh, he's, I'm sure he's listening and he's having a good old time jizzing. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Yes. Thank you for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. And then uh, LVG has, met, has admitted that he feels let down by Bastian Schweinsteiger. That is bad. Go fuck yourself, LVG. We feel let down by you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, then, I apologize. I lost my cool there a little bit. You, you clearly <laughs> lost your cool. Yes, now it is time for the laundromat. I bet Duncan's looking at you, telling you to wrap up now. No, not even. He's not even in the studio oh, anymore. Wow. Uh, fucking peace. Uh, <laughs> Paul McCartney was denied entry into Tiger's Grammys after party. Tiger, guys, Tiger. Who does Tiger think he is? But also, why is Paul McCartney going into Tiger's big Grammy thing? Because he's a cool Tiger. guy. Listen, it's like no, man. no, no. I'm no. sure there's someone cooler hosting a party. But I wouldn't go to Tiger's thing. It's like you are hosting a party. And Jesus comes to your party. And then you, you send Jesus away. And you send Jesus away. And Jesus makes wine. And Jesus makes wine from water. Guys, exactly. Paul McCartney made it possible for music to be played on radio. Exactly. That's actually... Wow. Maybe... You know what? Maybe Tiger doesn't even know who he is. Maybe I don't think... Yeah, maybe he doesn't know. And then Rihanna... Yeah, there's no way he would have... Kicked Rihanna had a meltdown or a breakdown or whatever she did at the Grammys. Do you know? She's your... She's your fave. 
she didn't have a meltdown. Actually, let me just brief you on what happened. It's okay. So she, <laughs> so she was supposed to perform at the Grammy, but then she had a vocal cord infection, and the doctor said that she needed to rest her must voice. Be, oh, that dicks again must have Otherwise, it's semen, semen in your throat must is not healthy. I think it's just all the weed she smokes, to be honest. Maybe semen. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe both. Maybe both. Yeah, and then Kendrick Lamar dropped the most fire performance of the night of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. I thought I, was, heard, but I, didn't see I, it. I saw it. It's just a bit too electric for me. His eyes were like, oh, he was, really? like he was having a fit or something. I don't know, but it was great. Uh, he did it for the culture. He did it for the movement. That's good. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kendrick. And People then are loving it from what I see. Taylor Swift wins album of the year, and seemingly... I am so sick of Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's such a bunch of crap. Taylor Swift can't win shit. That she doesn't deserve all the But 1989 time. was a fire album. It was, but was it the album of the year? Uh, what else was? Kendrick? You know what I read? You know what I read, actually? I read that J. Cole's album was the first album in 25 years to go platinum without a single feature on it. Really? Yeah. What the fuck is that? I mean, really? Taylor Swift for real? Yeah, Taylor Swift. That's why Kanye gets so mad. And then she did seemingly like throw shade at Kanye in her acceptance yeah, speech. Did. And then Kanye West tweets, all of them. <laughs> um, what? Kanye's tweets, all of the tweets uh-huh. from Kanye, where he's asking what? Mark Zuckerberg and Larry Page for money. <laughs> he goes, he goes, Mark Zuckerberg, I know it's your birthday, but please call me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, all of you in the world, I need you to tweet, FaceTime, call Facebook Mark Zuckerberg, because I need his help. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Kanye, what do we think of his album? I like it. I but haven't heard it. Yet. I, I've heard it. It's, it's fire. Well but then I'm a, I'm a Kanye stan. And then... I know. You, you, it's like you... It's like me and Rihanna. You're just going to say it's, it's fire. And then... Either way. Julius mm-hmm. Files Malema, a.k.a. the senior snitch, a.k.a. the feds is watching. He exposed Mbalula in parliament when he said... Yo! <laughs> I mean, what was that about? <laughs> Julius, as you know what? Julius, that friend of yours that you can't break up with because he's going to take out your shit. He's Yo! Gonna yeah, I know. Mm, 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 mm. But then did you see tweet? He goes, everything Julius says, says is said, public record. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. He's and lying. Then, I, I don't know if you noticed that as well in the Sonar debate. The DA mm-hmm. are relentlessly appropriating symbols and imagery from pop culture, like in their what speeches. Did you did you like, see in the Sonar talking about in a galaxy far, far away? Yo, like so like in Star Wars. And then, I know, remember, remember last time when you recited a Shakespeare poem, but you like changed it up a little bit? Yeah. And then, and then Black Lives Matter. Who said that? Black what? Black Lives Matter. Musi Maimana was talking about Black Lives Matter. Yes. I missed that. Yeah, man. And then, um. So I roll you. Like, you just can't help but roll your eyes. Ronda Rousey reveals that she had suicidal thoughts after being knocked out by Holy Home. Mm hmm. She, well, I'd also want to kill myself after that knockout. Yeah, that was bad. And just the way people reacted to it as well. Yeah, I think people. Just, just, yeah, no. But Rhonda's too hot to kill herself. Yeah, I know she is. She's, she's so Mm -hmm. thick. So thick. And she doesn't believe in Luke. So there you go. There we go. Anyway, this has been the football show. Uh, Nandi, thank you so so much for coming into the studio today. (laughs) Thank you for holding down the fort. Easily, all the time. And thank you to the guys who listened today. Thank you for your tweets. Thank you for your WeChat messages to Yaokodu Agiekum, Debocho, and everyone else who was listening. This is the football show. Be kind to strippers and remember, all all boobs matter matter. and may the swag be with you. This is cliffcentral.com.